podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode number 110. And guess what? It's nearly Christmas. Isn't that exciting, guys? I know what you are thinking. You're probably all sitting there in your armchairs, your arms folded, listening with one eyebrow raised and your mouth pursed, going, hmm? Hmm? Yeah? Hmm? Oh, you're back, are you? <laughs> You've decided to put a podcast out not only a week late, but also late in the day. Normally the podcast is out at 6 in the morning and it's here fucking midday. Six hours late and a week late. Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? I'm sorry, okay? I've been really busy in the last wee while. I just haven't been able to get the podcast done. Now, is it very possible that whenever we had the Comedians Christmas do, I might have overdone it with a bit too much of the bubbly and I just struggled with it? Yes, that is a very possible outcome. You know, it's very possibly a reason why it's hit me back a good few days, really, you know, to get myself back in order. But guess what? I'm here. It's Christmas. It's busy. Um, and, you know, we're, we're getting a, we're getting back on the train. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Speaking of which, I did go on a train at Christmas. Um to meet Santa, which was pretty mad, in Down Patrick. I mean, of all the places in the world that Santa's going to go to meet people, I nearly said Patrick there, um, Down Patrick, you know. It's, it makes no sense to me, but that's that's where he went to, and that's uh, where he was. So we did that. That was would have been about a week ago now, just before the Comedian's Christmas do. On, on a serious note, though, before we, we crack on into the crack, I just want to say thank you to every single person that came to the... The comedians Christmas do again. We called it the comedians Christmas do as a, as just a as a cover really for what it actually was. It was to raise money, and uh, for hands up for Henry. So you know, from all you guys coming so close to Christmas, I know it's not easy to, to get out this time of year. Thank you so much. We raised a, a good sum for a really good cause, and hopefully, um, we'll get that money transferred to the family this week sometime. If you know people in the bar are working if they're not we'll not we'll just have to wait until next week but we raised a really great amount and hopefully you know that'll be of some use to the family so thank you very much for everyone that came to that Um, it was a fun night generally you know we went for our Christmas dinner beforehand she and Todd arranged it um, and being Christmas you know you want to do something traditional for a Christmas dinner so of course we went to Zen very Shane thing to do book us into an Asian fusion restaurant to celebrate Christmas you know but we went there, it was good fun, a lot of the comedians were there, it was myself, Aaron Butler, Rory Woods, Paddy McDonald, um, Connor Keyes, and I mean, that could just very well be it. Yeah, it was, but it was a nice time, and then after that we went to the gig in Limelight and had a nice time. Now, Limelight are very, um, they're very good hosts, you know, they're like, a, they're like a father-in-law that really is trying to show you what he's about, really trying to impress they um, laid on some drinks for us backstage. Not only did they lay on beers at ciders, but they also had a little bit of the bubbly. And guess what? Whenever there's there's bubbly about, you know, the bubbly monster comes out. Do you know what I mean? When the bubbly is about, the bubbly monster comes out, and that's what happened. I drank way too much Prosecco than a man of my... And then a man should really drink because Prosecco's not really a drink designed to go into the male body. You know, it's not really something that 
like the, again, you know that I give a lot of science on the show. You know, I give you a lot of insights. Maybe things you didn't know. Maybe things you weren't aware of. But the female body is such a more like the male body is like a big juggernaut. You know, it just it takes a while to get going, but when it does, it just just trundles along until it hits a wall, and that's it done. Whereas the female body. It's sleek. It's like a wee sports car. It's very, you know, it's it's powerful. It's sexy. It's just really meant for like, wine and prosecco. You know, women can hold wine and women can hold prosecco way better than guys. I don't know what is inside their bodies. The process is it better, but I mean, it's mad. Like I remember when I first got completely blitzed on on wine. I was about. I must be about 17, to be fair. So, I mean, I, I was breaking the law too, and, I, and for that I'm eternally uh, guilty. But we went and we uh, I was working in B&Q at the time, blocking quail at the Hollywood Exchange, finished my shift. A lot of my friends were in um, my mate's house in Hollywood drinking, so I had to get there afterwards. I had no time to get a carry out because the, they'd all shut by the time I got there. So I got to the house and was like, yo, man, have you got any booze for me? And he was like, ah, some bottles of wine out there, some white wine if you want that. And I was like fucking white wine pussy drink sure gives it and then i proceeded to drink four bottles of white wine in a 45 minute window and let's just say that was the, the most drunk i've ever been in my entire life i ended up getting barred from the beach club that night i ended up um, thinking i was getting beat up by paramilitaries turns out it was just myself um, i was just crawling around the floor trying to book into the lagging it wasn't one of my glory days let's just put it like that but I mean, the amount of time you see women drinking wine and being relatively fine. Of course, you get the odd person being all, less than I thought to tell you. You know, see when I first met you, I thought you were a fucking asshole. And see now I know you. I was right. I always trust your first instincts. You know, they get the odd ones like that. Whereas when guys drink wine, it's just boke. You know, there's no in-between at all. Just if you drink wine, you're boking. You know, unless you're trying to be civil and have one glass of wine. But man, who drinks one glass of wine? Serial killers and pedophiles, that's it. You know, no one else. Just freak people, all right? So we got that into us and then just basically the crack was very good. Everybody who was on did well. Everyone that was there had a good time. And it's rare to get all the, the squad together on a social occasion no, you guys are probably building your fucking gig together all the time. Yeah, but guess what? That's work. You know what I'm saying? It's like business. You don't get the, like a business, like business. You know, it's like business. That's like, you ever see those people that say Christmas instead of Christmas? Oh, guys, you know, instead of cutting the chicken with that way electric knife, just cut your carotid artery and be done, please. You know, these guys, oh, have you gotten yourself ready for Christmas? Eh, fuck yourself. You know, you're taking that stuffing and putting it in the turkey. Hey. How about you grab a big fistful of stuffing and shove it up your dick hole, yeah? You know what I mean? Don't ever say Christmas instead of Christmas. You know? Like, only irritating people say Christmas. You know? Like, DJ, like you get a really annoying radio DJ would say that. Guys, it is nearly time for Christmas. Can you guys just please contact us on 87884 and let us know what you're doing for Christmas. What is your Christmas traditions? Do you love Christmas? Christmas? Christmas. Fuck off. Yeah, business is the same. I'm going to say business, because guess what? I'm Dave Elliott. I'm not Ja Rule. If I was Ja Rule, I would say business. But I'm not. Was that a shit Ja Rule impression? Maybe, baby. Who knows? <laughs> I've had too much Christmas cheer. I'm hungover a bit because it's Christmas, you know? Ah. So, I mean, we'll get there. But what was I saying? Yeah, so all the boys were together. 
It was a nice time. We had lots of drinks there. Then we went to Pug Ugly's for a few to finish the night. And now, that was grand. Pug Ugly's is a great place. I enjoy it. I love it. Now, what shouldn't have happened there was Rory Woods should not have got to the bar of me and gone, here Dave, hey. Sorry, Woodsy, for this terrible impression. Here Dave, her. <laughs> he says, yeah, Woodsy, would you like a shot of... He's fucking eating sound like it. Would you like a shot of would you like a shot of coconut tequila, hey? And I should have gone, hey Woodsy. You know you should do that coconut tequila, hey? Shove it up your dick, old man. But I went, hey yeah, fuck it, it's Christmas, let's do it. So I did a shot of coconut tequila. Now there's two things in the world that I don't like. One is coconut and two is tequila. So what made me think in that instant that I would like both those things merged into one? I don't know, but I went for it. And let's just say it was horrific. <coughs> Pardon me. See, I'm thinking about now my body is going to make me sick. But drank that and then I went home. Now, got home, thought, right, I can't go to bed here without a bit of toast. Otherwise, there'll be trouble in the morning. Um, my wife was like, here, I'll leave you out some water and some headache tablets beside your bed. And I went, you're an angel. Kissed her in the head and said, thank you. Got home, had my toast, went upstairs to get my my headache tablets and my water. And guess what? She had fucking judas me. No sign of the tablets, no sign of the water. Now, you're probably listening to this going, why didn't you just go down and get it yourself, you fucking belligerent? And I'll tell you why, because guess what? I was fucked. You know, I was completely bloodered. My eyes were facing alternate directions. I was like pennywise from it. I was dribbling like him as well. I couldn't actually move. And every footstep I had was a fucking stomp. I couldn't couldn't be quiet. Like, I was trying to be quiet. And see, when you're trying to be quiet, like, when you come in blocked and you're trying to open a child gate, it's not easy. You know, you can't actually... Like, I have a big, fat lummox hand. Like, at the best of times, I can't open gates when I'm trying to be quiet, stone cold sober, alert maybe after a cup of coffee when I've got my head in the game. So after about fucking 45 pints, um, seven bottles of Prosecco, a rum shot, a tequila shot, a whiskey shot, a fucking coconut tequila shot, hey, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I just walked through the gate, didn't I? Broke it. Idiot. Woke everyone. I'm just the worst guy. But that was grand. And I thought, look, I'm a dad guy. Like whenever you get dad powers, dad strength, dad coping mechanisms, you just think in your head, I'll not be hungover. I'll be fine. I'll power through. I've chores to do. Why am I rhyming? I don't know. But I did. So I went, right, I'm going to do that. And I got up to go to work the next day because I basically no leave left. And I thought, right, it'll be grand. It'll be Christmas. It won't be too. Worst day ever. I got into work. I was like, right, I'll see at the four o'clock here and I'll bounce, get offside, no problem. Get in, realise someone's made me an appointment for half five. So fuck's sake, I'm going to have to stay in work till the very earliest half past five, literally dying with a hangover. On the way to work, I had to stop at the garage and just stand in the forecourt of the garage looking into the glass of the garage just because it was dark and there was my own reflection. So I could really just stop and have a long, hard look at myself. And just go, what even are you, you fucking piece of shit? Um, but as well as that, I went in and I bought a coffee and a breakfast wrap to try to get me taken over. Because whenever I got into the car, oh, fucking this was a drama. I got into the car to go to work. I couldn't find my Sauvage spray anywhere. So I just had this like wee spare spray. And 
I put it on, and the spray, believe it or not, has coconut essence or whatever shit in it. So whenever I sprayed that on, thought nothing of it, got into the car, confined space, all I can start smelling is coconut. And at this point, they're going, oh, no, you had a coconut tequila shot last night. So I had to run into my house to be sick in the sink because I thought I'd go book in my garden, but everyone would be able to see that. And then there'd be me, a 33-year-old father, in his garden, booking. That's a disgrace. You know, there's no way you're getting past that. So I had to very nervously get the key into the door. It was touch and go. I thought, I mean, it would have been better to book behind a bush in my garden than it would have been to just book on my door on my doorstep, but I very nearly did that. But I made it in, got my book on board, had to have a piece of toast. I couldn't leave for work without a piece of toast in me because I was just going to be done. I was going to be booking all the way. I'd smell more of that coconut and I'd just be booking it. You know, you couldn't be wanting that at all. So... I, my way to work had that, I just basically sat there all day just playing the sounds of silence. The Disturbed cover, not Simon and Garfunkel, the Disturbed cover over and over again. Hello darkness, my old friend. Wow! That's a niche reference. Wow! For any Disturbed listeners out there. But yeah, not a good day. And I thought it was one of those ones where like, I am never, ever drinking again. But, believe it or not, it's Christmas. So, within 24 hours, I was drinking again. Of course I was. Now, that was fine. That was the Monday. Dying of a hangover. And would this have been the Tuesday? Yeah, well, guess what? The Tuesday, I was doing uh, a read-through for a, a radio sitcom that I had been cast in. Um... But don't worry, guys, <laughs> because I was cast in it, and within a day, I've been sacked from it. Now, you're probably going, what? Why have you been... Listen, it wasn't... I'm joking about it. It's it's funny. It's good banter. I knew it was wrong for the part. I was cast as an old, like a middle-aged man. Now, if you listen to Boytown, you know... I can do a very old ma- an old man's voice very well. I'm very good at doing a very old man's voice. But doing an older man's voice, not so much. So I knew that was coming. But it's just good banter, I guess, to jest about being sacked at Christmas because, you know, you've got loads of, like, food and stuff to put on the, t- on the table for your child and then you basically aren't anymore. You know, you're just going to be basically eating, you know, chummy dog food or whatever it is. You know, it's going to be it. And so was that. So I was also still hungover for that, which was an all-day event, but it was good fun. It was nice. Then the next day after that, I had to get myself on an early flight to London because I was doing my show. So I was doing my show on the Wednesday in London at the Museum of Comedy. I flew to London on the Wednesday, just hung about London all day, then did my show and came home first thing on Thursday. And guess what? Went to work for the work Christmas do. You know, busy, but I shouldn't just brush over that. London, that was the first time I'd ever done a show in London. Um, And also thank you to anybody that came to the show. Um, really appreciate it. It was smallish crowd, but it was an, enough to do a decent show. It's the first time I've ever been in London. The venue's a little bit out of the way. I wasn't expecting actually as many as even even got. But the show itself, I was happy. I wouldn't say I was over the moon. I forgot one bit, which I want to say, you know, made me annoyed. So as soon as I was finished, I was like, fuck's sake, I forgot the bit. I was a wee bit, bit nervous going into the show. So, I mean, I, I don't feel that I I was at 100%. I'd maybe give myself, in hindsight, a B-, minus, you know. 
But I want to just say thank you to everybody that came to the show. He's made me very, like, I don't want to say happy. It was happy, and I am happy, and I appreciate it. But just very appreciative of it. You know, sometimes I think when you do stand-up, it's stressful. You know, it's very stressful. Like, I believe that when I'm on stage, I'm a good act, I'm funny, I'll put on a good show. But see, trying to promote it, that's the worst. You know, I hate doing that. And I just feel like you sometimes take local audiences for granted. You know, so to go somewhere like London and actually get a crowd meant a lot. And thank you to those who came. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And I will be back again next year with a new show, which I will announce in the sort of new year time anyway. But yeah, thanks very much for that. I really enjoyed it. I'll be back. I'll be back. That was the worst short trigger ever. But yeah, um, you know, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And yeah, had a nice time in London. Just hung about all day. Went to a health club and sat in there in their kitchen and wrote. Now, I should point out, my form was a little bit bad because that was particular, that was the day that I was sacked <laughs> from this um, sitcom, basically, radio sitcom. I got sacked from that on the day I was about to do my first ever tour show in London. So, to be fair, I was a little bit D-I-D-T-D, a bit down the dumps. You know, I don't know why I sort of thought to shorten that. You know, don't know what the fuck I was about. But yeah, I was a bit down the dumps, so that sort of kicked me in the balls a bit. But, you know... You carry on, you get, as, as the Jigger man says, you get that dirt out of your shoulder and you carry on. So, yeah, it was a nice time. And then I got to see my sister, which was nice. She lives in St. Albans, went out, stayed with her for the night. And then she dropped me to the airport at like six in the morning. So again, very sleepy boy. Got home straight out in the, on the office Christmas do. Now, that was fine. I got in there, landed straight to the pub at 12 guys I work with are these weird ale drinker dudes you know what I mean I'm going to say just get me straight see if I'm going here what do you want and I go to Carlsberg just get a brother at Carlsberg you know he's been hitting the drink hard this week he doesn't need any of this like 7% like the Scotsman scrope bag or whatever these drinks are called I don't need that I don't need Hogan's hammock I don't want any of that shit get me a Carlsberg or get me an Orchard Thieves get me a cider or get me a lager or get me a gin wee get me something like that nothing fucking fancy that you're only ever going to be able to get for like two days in a bar you know Santa's wallet like why do I want a jar full of Santa's wallet like does Santa even have a wallet does he need to buy things or does he just use those dwarfs that he keeps in in prison to make them, I don't know, you know, it's weird, just make, get me a normal drink, so that was that, ended up getting pretty full at that, and then just did a full day's work the next day, and the radio show, I mean, so guys, look, I'm not making an excuse, but it was flat out, and on top of all that, I have to have family time, Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, fun as well, you know, so it's difficult to try to squeeze the podcast in, and I was going to do one, um... Anyway, and I did record it, but then I, I thought, you know what? You guys are the weirdos. You guys are the ones that listen to the podcast. I don't want to shovel shit your way and just be a crap podcast to listen to and you just go, fuck's sake, Dave Shade, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. You know, but at the same time, I'm not the last airbender either. You know, I can't, I can't bend time and space to fit enough time in to do a podcast, you know? And, like... I was actually, and why the podcast is late today, you're going, oh, but you said it, but yeah, listen, guys, I ended up going for <laughs> Christmas drinks, whoa, shocker, on Sunday with, with a good mate of mine watching the football. Now, it was only from four o'clock to six o'clock. However, 
for some reason I got home from the bar and just felt terrible. I thought, you know, maybe I'm just going to die now. I had a really sore stomach, a really sore head. I just think, you know, when you do too much for a consistent period of time, your body just gets to the point and goes, right, enough's enough, mate. I'm going to kill you here for a few hours. So my body killed me for a few hours. I went to bed um, and slept from about, I think it must have been like 8 o'clock till 10, you know. Then I got up at 10 and was like, because I need to, let's just say, build a miniature kitchen for a certain somebody on Christmas Day. And I'm going out from a Christmas Day with Catherine today. So I'm going on, though. Shane Todd's ringing me here. Hold on a second. Yo, guy, what's up? You're on my podcast here, so don't be saying anything libelous. Oh, I had some views on race. It was kind of talk to you about. Oh, uh, no, we'll do, we'll, yeah, we'll just do that face to face, my man. What's happening? Where are you? Man, I'm just letting you know the traffic is chaotic here. You think it was Christmas or something? <laughs> um, Whereabouts are you? So, I'm about, I'm near, I'm near Norwich, basically. So, go on without me if you have to, and I'll leave presents at your back door. I mean, what, what about the gifts for Christmas? Hey, um, well, here's the thing. I, I don't want to spoil this, but I got your daughter a, a white piano, a full-size piano. So, I'll just leave it at the back door. All right, okay. Um, no, we'll, we'll still be here by the time you're from Arts, like, because I'm in the middle of recording a podcast, so, I mean... Okay, what's just... the podcast going through? Are you happy to have me on? I'm, I'm delighted to have you on. Um, you've gone to some lengths to get on, but I appreciate it, and... Do you want to ask me any? Do you want to interview me or anything, or ask me any questions? No, sweet, I'll just get a chat to you when you get back. Um, sure, you man, would be hear... good to get me on your pod. Yeah, it'd be it'd be good. It's it's definitely a good cameo, but you know we're just it's we're highbrow in this podcast, you know. So well, I just think of cameos, do you want me to sing "Word Up"? Yeah, you, that'd be a nice way to finish off. Go ahead. Young pretty ladies around the world gotta wear things to show you so tell all my boys and girls "Word Up." Right, that's right, great. See yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye. And that's Shane Todd, everybody. Strange guy, but uh, yeah. Is what it is. Don't even know what I was what I was chatting about there. Imagine talking about yes, building building a a, a little kitchen for somebody at Christmas. Yeah, so I had to get that done. It's done. Now it's that's it. My Christmas day with Catherine. So what we're gonna do today is go out, buy maybe the last couple of things that we need for Christmas, and then just have a few drinks and some lunch. Because you know what? Amongst the melee of everything, amongst doing tour shows, doing radio shows, podcasts, gigs. You know, sometimes I'm not in an awful lot. So it's nice to just, you know, spend a bit of time with my wife, you know, because when I am in, it's normally just looking after the, the child or doing housework or all sort of shit. So it's nice to just get out and do something the two of us. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm just going to have a wee drink of water here because my mouth's dry and I need to keep hydrated because if I drink again today, I'm just going to burst. Um... But yeah, it's been great. I've been enjoying Christmas so far. What was quite an eye-opener, though, was I bought a litre of Baileys last year at Christmas. And I thought, oh, it'd be grand. It'll still be grand. Maybe that's why I had the shits, because it was the dodgy Baileys. But I went to have a glass of that Baileys and poured it out, and it was like half a glass left in it. So I drank basically a litre of Baileys last Boxing Day, making dinner for the family. And I was like, I wonder why I was so blocked. Because you drank the guts of a litre of Baileys, mate. If you drank a guts of a litre of milk, you'd probably bulk in that length of time as well. So yeah, that was an eye-opener. But 
Yeah, I'm all, I'm all set. I'm all ready. I'm excited. I'm probably, when this podcast is over, going to go and get a cider from my fridge and just get going. Now, I'm not going to be getting completely crunk, per se. Yeah, yeah! Because I've got to go and collect Holly from nursery because it's her last day of nursery before Christmas. So, you know, I don't want to get too blocked because I still have to deal with her and put her to bed and all that kind of shit. You know, responsibilities, but... I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice day. We're going for a nice walk down along the seafront, a couple of pints, nice lunch. It's just going to be a lovely day. And not to, to, to be remiss and forget about it, I got a haircut today from my boy Mikey, you know, in Harmony Hair and Banger. He gave me a very nice cut. I look sexy. I feel sleek. Probably going to have to wear a hat because he's got rid of all that insulating hair around the side and back of my head. Now, you know, there's not really much on top, but the sides and back are where my insulation comes. So... You know, we'll see, we'll see how we cope at that. But all in all, it's doing well. This podcast, we're muktering on rightly, guys. We are muktering on rightly. Um, speaking of of muktering, um, I'm muktering on my tour. I'm taking a bit of a break from stand up. I think in January, I might try and do as me- as little gigs as possible. Maybe start with Pug Uglies again. But I'm trying to just focus on the tour, get it out of the way, and yeah, it's all good. I mean in Balamina at the front page on the 24th of January with the dad tour and then on the 31st of January I'm in Bogans and oh my with the dad tour and then I'm finishing the show on the 1st of February in the limelight with my biggest ever show so guys it's Christmas it's Christmas it's whatever the fuck miss you want to call it miss go to my social media huh, and get tickets to the the show uh, either in Omar or Belfast, please. If I could sell out the Lime in Belfast, that would be really, really lovely for me, you know, and it would make me think, you know what, maybe I maybe I am a real boy. Maybe I should do this, you know. So please get tickets to that. They're available on shine.net. What a last minute Christmas present. You know what I mean? They're right reasonably cheap tickets too. Next year they'll be double in price. So you know if you want to strike strike now, my friends. Um but other than that, yeah, just want to say you know, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for supporting me throughout the year. I really appreciate that. Um, anyone's come to see me do a show and enjoyed it, thank you. If you came to the show and didn't enjoy it, why? Um, but yeah, appreciate that. And if you could just pop on over to Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe and rate and review the podcast. The more I get, the better it is for the podcast, and then it'll enable me to do more stuff. Now, I'm gonna twenty twenty is the podcast year for me. Um, and I'm going to be really pushing both Boytown and Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast this year. So there's going to be some changes being made. I guarantee that the Weird Podcast will become a video podcast in 2020. Hopefully early 2020, but the wheels are indeed in motion for that to happen. And yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm ready for that. I'm ready to up the ante. Same with Boytown. There'll be more live shows. There'll be more... Um, there'll be more... Merchandise. There'll be some changes to merchandise. How you buy it. Things like that. There will finally be merchandise for this podcast. There'll probably be another weird podcast live as well. So that's the sort of things to look out for in 2020. Other than that, if you can just like subscribe to other stuff. My Patreon's there too. I'm going to be putting a lot more stuff on that in 2020. A lot more. A lot more stand-up based stuff. A lot more maybe radio clips and things will be going directly to Patreon. So if you want to subscribe to that for any amount, patreon.com forward slash Dave Elliott's weird podcast. And guys, you know what? 
I've had fun so far, so I'm just going to delve into the listeners' questions and just see where that takes us, you know? <clears throat> Firstly, there's some questions from the previous week that I didn't answer. First and foremost, there is not even a question, really, from Claire Whiteside here. It's just more of a of an online heckle. She's just gone, two-day hangover, got you bad, pop bear. I'm awaiting the podcast, ha-ha. First things first, Claire... I get this abusive message from her, being like, hey, what the fuck's the podcast? Then I go on and be like, oh, there's an uh, there's a fan. She likes the podcast. Must be a fan of my work. Doesn't even follow me on Instagram. So I am glad you've rectified that now, Claire. And now, on the side note, I did promise you I would record a podcast the time you messaged me to get one out um, and also produce a podcast. But... What I want to say to you is I tried that night. It wasn't good. It was shite. It would have wasted my time. It would have wasted your time. And now we're back with a bit of energy, albeit it's powered through probably brandy, but we're still, we're chugging on anyway. And that's that's um, what we're all about here in the Weird Podcast, just powering on, chugging on, getting through business. My man Luke Gorman's come in with the question, question ish for the podcast ish. With the recent general election just passed, how long until the NI comedians make their own political party and who would be in charge of what sectors? Loving the pod, keep up the good work, Ish. I love that the, there's a wee bit of Irish in there. Um, obviously, I didn't understand the start of it. It probably means, hello, Dave. Dave, do dahi, yeah. And then work, Ish, I understand that. Um, so, yeah, who would be in charge of what sectors? I mean, I don't think a load of... The, the comedians would be too good at a lot of things. Um, health was the first thing I thought. I don't know if I could put anybody as a health minister. You know, I think um, that would be the first minister. I'd probably say out of those morons. Um, probably, you know, if you're going to have to have one of each you probably pop Geddes in as the First Minister because he's a hun. And then you'd stick just for banter on the flip side, Mick, because those two would work well together. One's a hun, one's a tag, and the both of them together would just... Again, I could probably... I could just be First and Deputy First Minister because I'm a half a Jaffa. You know, I can mix both. I can dip in to the dark side and I can dip in to the, the, the light side, work that out whatever way you want. It's it's open to interpretation. But yeah, it'd be difficult. Um, finance... Would be Kieran, Kieran Bartlett. His nickname's Kerry Coin. He's the master of coin. He's the little finger. He would be the, the finance minister for sure. Um, you'd probably say Woodsy would be rural affairs. He would deal with all that shit, all the cultures and the farmers and, and RHI. Hey, um, who else would I have? I mean, I don't feel like there is um an infra like. An infrastructure would be, I'd probably say Aaron Butler, because Butler, he's got his own business. You know, he's built it up from the bottom. He would manage infrastructure. Um, I don't know. Shane, Shane couldn't, couldn't be a politician at all. At all. No, it just couldn't work. So, I mean, that would be an interesting sector. I think that's decent from that look. appreciate the Irish. Um, Ryan Armstrong has said, no question this week. Just to say that I'm excited to see Poppy next week in London-ish. Um, 
Thanks, Ryan. Again, I didn't get a chance to speak to people after the show because <laughs> everyone just kind of went home. But, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed the show and um, I think that was you in the front row with a smiley face. You looked very sharp. Um, yeah, thanks for coming. I really do appreciate it. And to anyone else, I'll be doing shows in London on St. Patrick's Day this year. Coming, 2020, whatevs. So, yeah, keep an eye out on that. Craig Walker, hello, Big D. Assume he means as in Big Dave, not penis, because <laughs> ain't got one. As in a big one, I do have a pe- yeah, I have a man called Shush. Um, hello, Big D. First off, Merry Christmas to you and your familia. Hopefully you get loads of nice bespoke gifts. My question today is how can I escape the wrath of my mother when she finds out that I've been sneaking into Christmas snacks that she had bought for Christmas Day? Currently hiding in the shed, worried I might not survive the next couple of days. Hashtag don't touch the Pringles. Hashtag who ate the ice cream. I mean, I just got to be straight with you, Craig. You need to own it. You need to just go up to your mom and be like, you know, be respectful. Be respectful to your mom. Just go up to her and be like, bitch, they were fucking in the cupboard. I was hungry. So fuck. You know, Merry Christmas and lick the back of them, mother. Because, I mean, that's what I did at Christmas. Yeah, and do I live with my mum anymore and am I allowed back at Christmas? No, but that's not the point. You know, sometimes mothers need to realise that if they're going to stock the Christmas cupboard full of Yuletide glee, you know, there's going to be hungry little elves getting in there and num num numbing away at it. What you could do is just recite some sort of strange Christmas poem, like, you know, oh, it's Christmas Eve and all around the house, everything was quiet. No noise, not even a mouse. And then you could be like, well, the thing about that mum, there genuinely was a mouse and the mouse was in the laundry room and then he broke into the kitchen and he got into your your larder cupboard and just happened to eat Pringles and then snuck into the freezer and had ice cream. (laughs) Whoa. What are the chances? And then just blame it on the mouse. You know, that's what I would do. Albeit the mouse would have died for the amount of Christmas fun that I would have put away. But hey, go for it. Own it. And just make it happen. And also, guys, look up the story of Jonathan, the South African fable, who ate the food left out for Santa. And whenever he did that, his, his grandmother killed him with a hammer. You know? So basically, there is a, a, a there is a, a tale to stop you from eating Christmas food. So bear that in mind, Craig. Ian Thompson has said, when's the Terry Nutkins happening? Now, it'll not be happening straight away, Ian. Ian's another comedian um, worth checking out. He's been doing great this year. He's, he's a new act and he's killing it. One of my favourite new acts in the scene at the minute, so keep an eye out for Ian. He's uh, referring to my hair. We were chatting at a gig, and I said, you know, whenever the hair goes on the top of my head completely, I'm just growing long back and sides, like a mixture of Hulk Hogan and, and children's wildlife presenter Terry Nutkins. I don't know why I said we did do a Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Whenever my hair goes bald, I'm going to grow it at the sides and back like the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Worst Hulk Hogan ever. Worst Hulk Hogan impersonation ever, brother. You know, but that's the hair I'm going to go for because you know why? People keep saying, oh, you're bald. Yeah, playboy, I'm bald on the sunroof, but hey, I've got the back door and the fucking side doors revving, brother. Do doors rev? Nah, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to grow that out. I'm going to ponytail it up and I'm probably going to look like a sleazeball. But guess what? It's going to look dope as shit at some point to some people. All right. Um, Jody Short has said, loved your appearance in Thick As, even though I think we both 
No, she wouldn't have escaped from the bear if it was a real shoplifting incident. Now, to address that, um, for anyone who hasn't seen, I was in a short that was on Channel 4 Blaps. It's on YouTube, thick as. Get on YouTube, Google it, check it out. Hopefully, if it gets picked up into a series, I'll get a role in that. I won't be sacked, but even if I am, it's a great show written by my, my good friend, the master of coin, Littlefinger himself, Kieran Bartlett. Um, and it was really, really, it was probably the most fun I've ever had filming anything ever. It was just a great couple of days with a really great cast and crew. And the actual show itself has been received really well. So check out Thick As. Now, the scene that Jodie's referring to is a particular scene where I'm playing a news agent. Somebody ransacks my shop, steals a couple of bottles of water, and I chase them. And she gets to the bottom of the stairs, changes clothes, and walks past. And I don't know it's her, right? Now, what I'm going to say to you about that is, in real life, my friend, I had to do several takes of that because too fast. In the start, it was, right, once she gets to the corner, you chase after her. Boom. On her in a heartbeat. After that, they're like, right, count to four, and then come after her. Boom. Gotcha. Then they're like, count to eight. Bam. Gotcha. You know, I'm the Irish Usain Bolt. Just call me Oshin Bolt. Because that's me. Shabam. On you in under ten seconds. I'm like some kind of fucking jaguar. You try to run away. I'll rip your face off. You know, and that's what they had to do. That's why that particular production crew were so good. The director was so good. Because they were able to stop the animal instincts of this absolute fast running killing machine. And they did it. And they got a really great scene out of it. Ewan Carson has said, Why did my dad go out for smokes 13 years ago and not come back? Currently in the 12 pubs of Christmas. And what were your favourite pubs in Belfast? Man, sorry to hear about your dad. Maybe you were a bit of a jerk child and you just didn't want to see you anymore. Or maybe, you know, there's just some kind of like Jaguar man outside there and just, yeah, caught him. But um, hopefully, uh, you know, you're back on, on speaking terms with your dad at this time of year, you know. Um, but what are my favourite pubs in Belfast? Obviously, Pug Uglies is one I go to a lot. For gigging, it's got a great selection of beers, lagers, deals, and food. Hey, and doesn't sponsor the podcast anymore. Um, what else? Where else? They're like, obviously, I don't know. I haven't actually been out in Belfast a while, lot recently. Foundry's nice new bar, White's Tavern's good, um, Margot's good, um, Filthy's I enjoy, the points, nice spot, hard to beat Lavery's, you know, Lavery's. Lavery's is the grand old joke of time. You know, Lavery's has been running for years and years and years. And it's just always consistent. You know why? Good beer, good crack, comfy seats. That's all you need to run a pub. A nice grub. You know, I could be a, I could be a publican. You know, not a Republican, just a straight up publican. Because that's a simple equation of what it needs. See all these fads and trying new things? Just do the basics well and you'll succeed. Um... But yeah, you and hopefully you're you're not feeling too hungover here listening to this because I know twelve pubs at Christmas, not a sweet thing for the head. Helen has said, "Did I miss last week's podcast?" Oh, Helen, sorry. Maybe you need to go and see your doctor and get your heart looked at because maybe there's going to be some sort of congestion in there because of all the salt that you're throwing at me. Goodness me, you didn't miss last week's podcast. I didn't do it. I've been feeling sleepy, sick, tired, busy. But we're here, and I love you. Thanks for asking the question, Helen. Um, what's the best bit about Christmas dinner? For me, it's the ham glazed and with cloves. 
Happy Christmas to you and your family. Maybe Santa will get a wee muzzle for Holly. Yeah, reference to a video I put on Instagram where my psycho bitch of a daughter just bit me for no reason. Try to get a nice video. Sent to her mum who's in work. The two of us, we're just in bed. We're reading a wee book together. We're having a nice time. Just daddy-daughter cuddling up. And I sort of holding the camera to her. Bites me. But again, that's the baby jaguar in her. You know what I mean? That's just what she gets, that animal instinct from her dad. Bit me. Well, but to be honest with you, my favourite bit about Christmas is also the ham. My dad bought a big fucking ham last Christmas and he was like, here, I bought too much ham. Do you want half of this ham? And genuinely, genuinely, I nearly broke down in tears. It was the best gift I've ever got at Christmas and it was a cooked ham. Like, and I mean, it's weird walking around in front of family and friends with a full-blown, visible, hard-on erection. But I mean, that's how much I love ham. I just, boom! It was just so great. And I mean, this year he's, he's gifting me ham for Christmas. And I will, I will cry again. I love ham. But you know what? If Outside of ham, I would probably be going to shock a few people here and say a nice roast potato. You know, I think it's the an often overlooked accoutrement on the Christmas dinner plate. And I feel it's delicious. So one, one thing I do not fuck with, though, is cranberry sauce. Get that away from me. You know, don't want that at all. But yeah, I'm going to go with ham and roasties. I mean, I could just eat those every day forever. It'd be great. Chris Henning has said, I saw the video of your daughter biting your finger. My question is this, uh, this week is who bites harder, Holly or Shane? I'm going to say Holly because Shane only bites you like on clothed parts of your body. Like he only bites you like through a t-shirt or something, whereas Holly just goes bare skin, not right in that finger. Yeah. And her teeth are smaller and sharper because she's got that jaguar blood, you know? So, She'd be all about that. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Shane does have large teeth, Chris. So, I mean, if he got you proper, I'd imagine he could definitely cause you a bit of damage. Um, Oshin O'Neill has said, Are there any plans for some funky merchandise come New Year? Well, my friend, yes, there is. There's going to be some merch in the Weird Podcast. Again, I just need the podcast to keep increasing, keep getting the word out there, keeping the listenership rising. Now, is it going to continue to rise if I keep ditching podcasts? No, it won't. But this year, next year, I will have one every week, as I have done up until this week. You know, in advance, I'll give you a heads up and say, guys, listen, I'm struggling here with time. Next year, I will be busy as well. Hopefully, you know, I'll be able to be full-time at this at some stage next year, so I'll, you know, help. But we're getting there. Final question of the week is from the Dean of the Dean of Maine, Michael Jardine, and he has said, any weird or cool Boxing Day leftover recipes or hangover cures? Hashtag planning, hashtag boss mentality, weird. Hashtag festive fun. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say, what my mummy always does, and it's dope, <laughs> is not speak like that, is um, she takes the leftover turkey, ham, fires it in like a crock pot with a bit of gravy and just lets it slow cook, and oh my God, next day, once again, full-blown boner in front of your family. It's delicious. Another thing I like with a bit of hangover on Boxing Day, you got to get soft white bread. you got to get a nice butter. You don't have the butter to be hard that peels away at the bread. You want to make a nice soft butter, the nice soft thick loaf, bit of butter, ham on there, bit of stuffing, bish bash bosh, cut into triangles, down your rat with a cup of tea. You know, and also half a box of Quality Streets to do the ticket as well. Now, as I've got older, I'm going to say as well, it's vital to have Rennies. You need to have Rennies in and around your person because you're going to have indigestion, sore tummy and sickness. 
So I would definitely recommend having Rennies as well. And guys, guess what? That's the end of this week's Christmas podcast. Um, I want to just say to you guys, thank you for the support of me and the local comedy scene as well that you've got behind in the last year. I feel it's really booming. There's lots of great acts out there, lots of new acts coming through. It's a really great, great scene. So on behalf of myself and the guys and girls in the comedy scene, thank you. And I'm just going to say to you, may you have yourselves a real Merry Christmas and, you know, just enjoy your time with friends, with family and make sure you listen to Christmas classics like this. Yeah, yeah.